Pump Cover Nation, what is going on, guys? It's your boy, Austin. We are here back on the podcast. What did I tell you guys? Every single damn week, we're back with a new episode. This week, we have, you guessed it, another special guest, a man that I've had the pleasure of meeting, the pleasure of making his acquaintance, and the pleasure of learning from him um, just by the actions that he produces in his daily life and with his athletes. Um, this man served our country, um, continues to serve our country by, by building up youth, by building up athletes um, around our community, around the world. This is Hash. What's up, everybody? Thank you for the intro. This is my brother, Austin. Um, met him at Self Made Training Facility. Was extremely inspired by him and I'm glad I got to work alongside with him. A dude that is a specialist and master at his craft and works hard not only for himself, but for the people that he gives back to him. That's what it's all about. And one thing I love about people in our industry is that we're, we're all about giving back. And I feel like trainers especially have that selfless heart of, of always trying to make sure that we're giving something or we're making a meaningful impact in the lives of others. Right. Absolutely, Would you agree? Yeah. And once, once you truly feel that impact hit those people and you see it and you get that good feeling of it, you just want more. You start 100%. To crave it, you know what I mean? And here's the tricky part. So balancing our obligations with that passion of helping people um, and, and also building our business, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, being the start of when I started doing all this personal training, right? I'm in school full time. I'm working three jobs. I pay for everything myself, right? Three jobs, full time school and training. Now for you, like what kind of things, obligations were holding you up while also trying to build up your business? So the biggest thing, the biggest obligations that was holding me up at the time was um, being an active duty Marine, being, being a military member. That was probably the hardest thing that I had to go through with balancing my personal life with the personal training and with still trying to do what I love and give back, but also have that as a priority too. So kind of yeah. working around that whole schedule and doing all that. But then you kind of, um, once you really realize what it is you want to do, and what you were brought here to do, you kind of realize, okay, this is this is my priority. This is what has to get done, and you just work around that. Yeah, that becomes the priority, and everything else becomes white noise. Around yeah, it. everything else you work around it. You reverse engineer, and you just make things happen. Like it's either you do it or you don't. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because, like what you're saying, like you reverse engineer it. You know what becomes a priority? You focus on right. People always say you make time for things that are important to you, right? Right. Um, but for you, like being in the Marines, there's certain times that you have to be there, that right. you have to be doing certain stuff, right? right? So as much as you want to reverse engineer, um, how do you actually go about moving your schedule, changing your schedule, organizing a schedule for training, for your, for your own self-knowledge and learning about training, like everything that goes into that? How do you balance that with you know, being in the military when you're expected to be places at certain times? Yeah. So to answer the question, to simply answer the question, you just got to do it. Like there's no other way around it, but to simply doing it. But going through all that and having the unknown and uncertainty ahead of you and not knowing when this is going to happen or where you have to be somewhere at a certain time, I think that all that makes it extremely more difficult. And when you still figure out ways to do it, like I'm a true believer in time is effort and effort is time. And if you're not giving both, what are you truly investing into, right? Fuck, yeah. Yeah. And if you're not doing that for yourself, how if you're not doing that for yourself and doing what you want, how are you gonna be able to provide the best opportunity for others that trust you and pay you for your professionalism and pay you for your craft mm -hmm. and for your time? How are you gonna be able to give them the best product back if you're not doing that yourself first, right? Dude, so yeah. first, taking care of yourself first is always priority. And whether you 
map it out in the beginning of the day and you have a straight line as a map and it mm -hmm. goes crooked and you still figure out to get things done, whether you're three energy drinks in, two hours <laughs> of sleep, five FaceTime calls, hey bro, I'm on the way home, can you stay awake with me so I can get home yeah. type things, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. You just figure out ways to get it done and all that becomes part of the journey and part of the process and that's what makes it that much more sweeter. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. I'm so stuck on, on what you just said. Time is effort, effort is time. Yes. Is that how it goes? Yes. Okay, the reason I'm stuck on that is because that's exactly what we give to our to our athletes too. And a lot of people um, mistake personal training for we show up for them one hour, two hour, three hours a week, right? There's a lot more hours that go into them, into those athletes. If you are a personal trainer who is investing in your athletes and their success, they're, if, if they train with you two times a week, you're not only thinking about them two hours. You're not only putting in work to their program for two hours. You know, you're not only... Um, you know, mentally, you know, preparing yourself and, and building up the right energy to give to them for two hours. It's, it goes a lot more than that, right? So Definitely. time is effort, effort is in time. Um, I think that's a valuable concept for just building relationships. And that's another thing that we do in our business is build relationships. So, you know, where did you come up with that concept? Where did you hear that? Who did you get that from? And how do you embrace, um, you know, that concept of building relationships in your life? Uh, so who it came from, where did it come from? I think that kind of kicked in when I really started to um, dial in on what it is I want to do and not more so let me just try to get myself out there, try to get my name out there, try to do everything I need to do what it is to take to where, to get to where I want to get. And once you really start to dial in and figure out what it is you want to do, you kind of find, you kind of start to find people within your community. You start to find leaders within your community. And when you're truly invested like that, like, you know when someone's full of shit and you know mm -hmm. when someone's really about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And you really start, actions. Yeah, because of actions. actions. Yeah. And then you can just tell because you know because you're going through it. Yeah. And then people really start to just expose themselves. They do. People start to tell on themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, not that you should ever give energy trying to go dig into whatever it is, right? Of course, yeah. But you just kind of start to see people expose themselves in certain ways or by doing certain things, and that helps you narrow down your topic, and you just start to find a community, you network, um, you really have to kind of get yourself out there mm -hmm. by doing other things. Like what, what we do as trainers and coaches and health and fitness lifestyle coaches is we we are expected to be in good shape. We are expected to practice what we preach, right? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. What are we doing outside of that to make ourselves better, to separate us and to elevate us yeah. from our from the next level to the next level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that that plays a big role in it. And also I think that you just have to be truly invested into your craft, right? You have to from start to finish, like you said, it's not just having the athlete in front of you for three hours a week and that's yeah. it. Like it's much more global than that, right? You're talking about programming. If you look at it, 24 hours in a day, I have you for one hour of those days. What are you doing now? 23? Yeah. What That's going to get, yeah. I did the math one time. It's like 168 other hours or something there, like yeah. that. I, I was yeah. trying to calculate in something. my head yeah, <laughs> right now, but I couldn't because I'm too dumb. But yeah. yeah, I was trying to calculate the weekly hours. So yeah, what are you doing the other 168 hours mm -hmm. out, out the week to make yourself better, right? And there's only so much. We're not babysitters, right? There's mm -hmm. only so much you can do to try to provide the best product for them. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, having the time to invest in them is super important. Like if I could think back to like, you know, my busiest season before I built up, you know, my team and what we're doing now and, you know, um, you know, delegating clients to them. Um, I was doing 60 sessions a week, you know. So for me, doing 60 sessions a week, a lot of people on the service level, they're like, damn, you're, you're working a lot. 60 sessions a week. Um, that's crazy. And then I'm like 60 sessions a week plus programming, you know, check ins. I'm, I'm, I have to prepare myself um, you know, mentally to show up for them and give them the time and energy 60 mm -hmm. hours a week. You know, I got to also work out and, and practice what I preach during the time. You know, I got to meal prep, all this stuff. I literally, I don't think I've ever been like more overwhelmed, but fulfilled at the same time. 
Yes, exactly. But it was it's a weird feeling. But I definitely had to take a step back because I did experience a little bit of, of burnout. Um, and I, I felt like I couldn't give everything I wanted to because, again, that, that time aspect. Um, but I definitely understand where you're coming from, though. Dude, definitely. Exactly. Which, and I can attest to you. Everything you just said, I can attest to that. You're one who always, um, you know, people will try to look at it and, and poke the bear and look at things at a very negative way and exert energy into saying bad things about you or to saying bad things about trainers and stuff like that. Like, for example, if a trainer looks good and he has his shirt off, he's a douchebag, right? Yeah. But if vice versa, somewhere else on the other end looks good with some, let's say, for example, some makeup on, then it's the best thing since sliced bread, right? <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's very yeah. contradicting, right? Yeah. But it's, not, it's, it's not within our control or our reach to um, like kind of make them feel how they want to feel. That's on them. We can't control that. Let mm. that go. And with that being said, with the whole mental aspect of it, with you being burnt out and you not being able to bring the best package sometimes, I think that when you realize that and you kind of have to step back, you're doing what's best for you, but you're still pushing through to get to your goal, yeah. right? And for me, same thing, being in the military, you know, shout out to everybody who's in the military doing their side hustle. It's tough. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're being controlled and um, you're, you're, you're on a very, you're in a box. You have yeah. to operate within that box, and there's no room for air within that box. Yeah. To put it no wiggle room. Yeah, no wiggle, no wiggle, yeah. wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Nah. No <laughs> twerking, none of that. And um, you have to operate within that box. And within that box, you have to figure out ways to make things happen. And like you said, with the mental aspect of it, as men and as trainers and people in general, I think that that comes first, and then everything physical comes after. Mm -hmm. So for you to be able to realize that, you know, and this is for anybody. Yeah. You know, if you're here, if you're hearing this, taking care of your mental health is much more important than taking care of your physical health because if you're not mentally there, you're not going to be able to perform or do things mm. the way you want to. The best of your just, ability. You're just going to, okay, we yep. got we got this workout, now I got to get the next one. Then you're just going to keep chasing things, right? And you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. More is not always better. Right, more right? is not always and better. I, and I think and like, sometimes less is more. Exactly, yeah. And I think like where I pulled like the self-awareness to be able to pull back from these situations is, is from, for me, like in college when I figured out like I wanted to pursue training and, um, you know, get into that. I was already working three jobs and I was, also in school full time, right? So I have a full class schedule, six classes, and two gyms, right? You were in, you were going. Um, I was in two Santa gyms, yeah, yeah, only one, only one okay. at the time. Um, but working three jobs, I was working at In and Out, I was bartending, um, and I also worked at BJ's. Um, all that plus school plus training, right? And I, um, I started training at, at EOS. Um, POS. EOS. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Um, and. The thing that I learned from that situation was it sucks that it always takes a life-changing event to do it, but I got in a major car crash. Um, I fell asleep while driving, literally didn't doze off anything. Literally, my body just boom, like went to sleep because I was working straight for like 36 hours straight. And on the last drive home from the last shift to take my nap, I just fell asleep and I crashed my car. Um, and after that moment, I quit two of the jobs. Um, I invested all that extra time into personal training. I kept one of the jobs um, to give me the money to start up, um, to, to invest, to take the time to like pay rent, like it's self-made and stuff like that. And that's how I, I started all that, right? Yeah. But it took that major event of me realizing like I couldn't even perform the best of my ability at those things because my time and energy was so scattered everywhere that something bad was bound to happen. Definitely. So now like transitioning into training, I, I get obsessed with everything I do, literally everything. So... I wanted to train as much as I could. I wanted to, you know, grind as much as I could, work out as much as I could. You know, I'm never going home. I'm going to Starbucks to work on my computer. I'm, I'm going to, you know, even if Starbucks is closed, I'll sit outside and I'll still use their Wi-Fi, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going home except to sleep. Yep. And that's my obsessive personality. But once I realized that I wasn't able to, to grow 
any more past that point and scale because my time and energy was focused in the wrong things, then that wisdom and, and that lesson taught me to like really how to delegate my time more efficiently and to put things um, into perspective and, and give the most energy to the most important things first, which is again, my, my mental, um, my physical, being the best version of myself so I can show up for all those other people the best that I can. Definitely, yeah. And like you said, it does it does always suck when you have to have a life-changing event to impact your life for the positive. But, you know, I, first off, I just want to say I'm glad that you made it out of that because that could have been way worse. You yeah, know? Like, could have been. Yeah, it could have been way worse. So, and with that life-changing event that happens sometimes, sometimes I'm not going to say it's a good thing, but I'm going to say it's a necessary thing because, mm -hmm. you know, when we're so caught up in on the quote-unquote grind or whatever it takes to get to where we want to get, you just keep doing things and you get stuck into a routine in those ways. And I think that for me, one of the biggest things was while I was in the military trying to balance my personal training business, it, at, there was at one point I was just so fatigued and so exhausted, like yeah, you said. I remember. It just it, hits you, yeah. And you just want to, like, you want to quit, you know you what I mean? Quit. And I was like, I can't quit the 100%. military. So, yeah. you know, but I really had to keep going. But yeah, yeah like you said, um, sometimes redirection and misdirection isn't always the wrong direction. Sometimes it's yeah. the right direction, right? To simply put it. And I think that moving forward like that, put you where you are today and that that's why you are the way you are because of that journey that you went through and now you're able to shed that light and give that life to other people and look how much you've grown you know what I mean yeah 100% and I think the grind is such a toxic thing in like today's society because literally social media is talking about you got to wake up on um, the earliest possible time if you ever want to be successful you can never go to sleep you got to you know eat fucking chicken and rice every meal. like all this stuff that is associated with the grind people just look at that and think it's unrealistic mm -hmm. and I hate that because what what they're really missing is putting the energy into the right things that's not waking up at three in the morning that's not you know working 24 7 that's not spending five hours in the gym you know yeah um the grind is the people that are most successful at the grind are making the most use of their time and have an actual balance in their life and yeah. until I started to get a balance in my life only then was I able to scale my business and and you know, help my team eat and, um, you know, take care of them yeah. to the best of my ability. Um, and I know it's like that in the military too. It's not a one man show, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's, a, it's a one, it's not a one man show. Um, but all it takes is one to sink a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. so if you let, if you, if you let that water get into you and you start sinking, like you, 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 most of the time when, when we fail or when bad things happen or if we get into a hardship situation, most of the times it's because we allowed it to happen. Yeah. Like honestly, we saw it coming. Mm -hmm. We knew it was there. We just kind of blew it off until it actually happened. Yeah. And here's the thing that I'm going to close this out on is, you know, that concept right there, right? A boat never sank from the water around the ship, right? The boat always sinks from the water that's going into the ship. So look at that and put it in terms of your life. The people around you, around your ship, around you know you as an individual, are they going to sink your ship or are they keeping you afloat? Are they pushing you forward? The people around you, if they're taking away from your ship, if they're coming inside of your territory, inside of your ship and bringing it down, you need to get them out. You need to get the ASAP. And the most, as you start to grow mental I'm not even going to associate age with this as just as, mm -hmm. as soon as you hit growth and start to hit mental maturity yeah. you really start to realize that all these cliche sayings that we see that we've seen our whole life that we've never cared about or that we swipe by and you've only looked at the ones that apply to you yeah. those things are so damn true but nobody wants to accept it because it requires change yeah and change is scary change um, is scary and it's hard but it's for the better 
it, it is for the better. And it takes, it takes fuck ups. It takes bad experiences. It takes embarrassment to really learn. If you can be the type of person that takes from those experiences, um, and takes a lesson out of them, you're going to be the one that grows faster than the person that's always running, hiding and trying other means to get around. And them. as you're moving and when you're moving, you're going to be like, damn, I'm really moving. And you're going to kind of really, <laughs> you're really almost have it. to turn 180 and look back and be like, yeah. damn, they're still there. Oh, like, yeah. shit, I'm glad I did this. You know what I mean? I, I still would have been stuck in that quicksand. Yeah, man, hundred percent. And I want to thank you again for hopping on, um, you know, sharing some insight. I think uh, we're going to have to come back to this again and circle around because I think that, you know, your time in the military can offer a lot of valuable lessons Definitely. Um, to a lot of our listeners. And, and a lot of people um, really resonate with, um, you know, health and fitness nowadays. And, and they're looking for real perspective and they're looking for real people um, who can talk about um, their journey and, and what it really takes to become the best version of yourself mentally and physically. And that requires no bullshit. And, no bullshit. and that's what we're here to do. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you, bro. Much love, dog. Um, Always. With that being said, guys, Pump Covers signing out. Hash, thank you once again for coming on. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Peace.